0: You're listening to the Helpful NPCs Podcast. We offer ideas to make your tabletop role playing games even better. The Helpful NPCs Podcast is not safe for work. Our immaturity is matched only by our vulgarity. You can check us out at helpfulnpcs.com or contact us at info at helpfulnpcs.com. All right, welcome to Chapter One, Episode Two, Your First Game. If this is the first time you're listening to us, chapter one is an introduction to role playing games. Our first episode introduces you to the concept of Dungeons and Dragons and other role playing games. And if you want to skip this episode and head over to episode three, we'll be giving you some guidance on making your very first character. But for this episode, we'll be talking about your first game. So Tom will be doing the introduction to this because I've been told I'm too passionate on the subject. Tom? Tom? Indeed, Ryan gets
1: very enthusiastic about player attendance. So that's what we're going to start with. Show up to the game. Number one, your first game starts with you showing up to the game. Attendance is the most important thing. Uh, As much as you might think it doesn't matter, every player does matter. Every player contributes to the atmosphere around the table even the ones that don't talk a lot. Some players talk a lot, some players talk a little. Um, but it doesn't matter, because the more players you have, the more people can play off of one, e- one another. They can interact, discuss things with each other. can't be a better player than your attendance. So even if you're the greatest role player in the world, if you only show up half the time, you're honestly not that
0: great. No, and... Just 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 share your thoughts. Just just Of course I'm really sharing my thoughts. No, I'm not. I'm not. People that like running games have lives too. All of us here have run games. Everyone at the table is either married or engaged. And we all have other things to do. We are not there at your discretion for your entertainment when we're trying to plan a game, just show up to the fucking game. And if you cannot show up to the game that you've signed up for, you know, just just drop out. Don't show up one out of 10 times and don't join a game with the expectation that you can show up and then know that you can only play once a month. If it's a weekly game and you can't play two-thirds of the time, don't play. Just to be frank,
1: um, gaming is a social obligation. When you sign up to a game, you're saying, I'm going to commit myself to this, and you should be taken uh, you know, fairly seriously as any sort of standing appointment you have. You wouldn't tell your friends, hey, I'm going to show up and watch the game with you guys and then just totally flake out at the last minute.
0: It's like joining a bowling league or joining a play or something like that. Show up. Just show up.
1: And, be, show up. and <clears throat> if you say you're going to show up and then you don't, to be to be frank, it's very disrespectful to the GM's time. Typically, in a traditional role playing the game, the GM is tasked with a considerable Workload in preparing the game session. You're just expected to show up and participate, which
0: is considerably less work. Okay, so that rant aside, <laughs> Jacob, where would you suggest that players go to look for their first game if they don't have friends to play or they don't know what to do to find their first game?
2: It's actually easier than ever, probably, to find a group to play with. Uh, If you are a high school or college student, I would highly suggest that you look at your school and see if there's any gaming clubs. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't currently play role-playing games, um, if there's a gaming club of some sort, the chances are good there's someone there who is interested as well or who has experience with them.
0: Which is, in fact, how all three of us met.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, we met at uh, our local university's gaming club.
0: Yeah, Grand Valley State University. Go Lakers.
2: Another good source of finding a game is your friendly local game store, Mm -hmm. or FLGS, uh, as the acronym exists in the kind of nerd world. You can often find uh, people there playing at the store. Um, sometimes even they'll have like a calendar of events where they'll have times and space booked for games so that's an excellent resource
0: And uh, some like-minded people and sometimes even uh, stores that are not game stores might have that scheduled, Tom actually played at a I don't know, like a general gaming store, it was set up with
1: a bunch of like computers like that were laying together and they had some back section where they like basically used the rooms to play role-playing games.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Another very popular, especially with the uh, recent events of the pandemic, another very popular way to play is online. Um, there's a number of various programs and services available that people can run role-playing games over. Roll20 is a good example of a program designed to run role-playing games Mm -hmm. uh online uh discord is a very popular voice chat uh program that people often use Mm -hmm. um google meet zoom lots of people run games like this and you can find those types of games um in discord servers on reddit uh, in various subreddits um lots of different places online Mm -hmm. where you can find people looking to play
0: So I don't have a lot of experience with running those games remotely. It's probably not something we're going to go into a ton of detail on. Um, I like that visceral face-to-face interaction. There's just something really satisfying about it.
2: The final way to find a group is, if all else fails, ask your friends. Even if they've never played before, even if they've never expressed any interest in it, if you want to run a game, or if you think one of your friends might be interested in running a game, bring it up. Yeah, yeah, There's no harm in it. They say no, then they say no. But if they say yes, you already have an established group right there.
0: Yeah, start one. And people play those games all the time and are fantastic players who you would not necessarily think are going to be good players. Again, we've played with All sorts of people who were just looking for something to do, who were friends. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with starting your own game. It can be a little bit of a learning curve there, but there are tons of videos online. Tons of books you can read for guidance. It's not as hard as you think.
2: Also, podcasts like The Helpful NPCs to listen to.
0: HelpfulNPCs.com So... Let's say you found your first gaming group, and you're talking to your first dungeon master. Anything we should think of with that, Jake?
2: Yeah, so like we said in episode one, the dungeon master or game master is the person who's going to be running the game. They'll be creating the world, describing it, playing all of the characters that aren't player characters. Mm -hmm. Um, So they will be your best resource for information. And broadly speaking, there are two types of questions um, that you should talk about or ask your GM before the game begins. The first is about the group. Um, Generally, the game master is the driving force behind behind organizing a group. Mm -hmm. So they will know what kinds of people are in this group. Yeah. Um, The second broad category is about the game itself. What is the tone of the game, the genre it's going to be in, how serious is it, what kind of humor. Mm -hmm. And we'll go into these in just a second.
0: Sure. And one of the big things with that is you want to make sure the game matches the group and the group matches the game. Yes. Um, I've had experiences with this where I was running a game for mostly beer and pretzels players which is a way of saying a casual player that just wants to have some fun and i tried to do a very elaborate series of interlocking mysteries you guys were in that game it wasn't very good but
2: yeah if if your group is full of friends who just want to have fun it's full of people who are goofy and mm-hmm. and wise all the time, you probably don't want to do a deep political game where there's a lot of personal interaction and mm-hmm. uh, mystery solving and backstabbing. Absolutely. At the same time, if you're in maybe a group with a bit more of a theatrical bent, uh, people who like to tell stories, people who really get into their characters um, and love the immersion Maybe you wouldn't want to do a hack and slash where all you do is kick down doors, kill monsters, and move on yeah. to the next room.
0: Drink and go to the next room.
1: I should also add that the game that you're playing will play into this also because games absolutely have a feel and style that they promote. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to make sure you're picking the right game for the game that you're being going to be playing. Dungeons and Dragons is very malleable in that regard, but generally the focus of the game is going to be killing monsters. Not political. Right. Yeah. Right. Whereas a game um, you know, like Apocalypse World is going to be more focused on personal interaction and yes. hard choices. Mm-hmm. The Chronicles of Darkness line is going to be
0: focused on personal horror,
1: things of that nature.
0: So to pull back from that concept a little bit, and we're definitely going to go into that. The first thing I would say is ask questions about your group. It is a lot easier to change groups than it is to change your group. Which sounds like it's sort of a silly cliche, but it is 100% true. We are in a group of players where I have not played a game sober, entirely sober, in probably 10 years. Uh, Our groups tend to be politically incorrect or make off-color jokes. There's a lot of swearing So you have to ask those questions. If you don't want to be around people that drink, don't join my group. Don't join my group and then tell me I can't drink. Or if you don't want to be around Tom's eyeing a drink I have sitting on the table. If you don't want to be around people that swear, you need to be a little bit specific about that with your game master. Don't join my group and say I can't say fuck because I say fuck every other word. And I'm not going to stop it because there's a prude at the table that doesn't want me to say that. So if you are a prude, you need to be pretty upfront about it. You need to
2: be prudent at which group you choose. Oh,
0: shit. Pun time.
2: Zing. And I would say uh, of these two concepts, what is the group like and what is the game like? The group is going to be the more important one, probably. Um, I actually
0: agree you, with that. It doesn't sound like it's true, but it is.
2: Yeah. You can have fun in lots of different styles of yeah. game. If, you, if you're if you open-minded and you're willing to um, look at uh, a game, look at a concept or a, a tone hmm? and go with it, you can find yourself having fun.
0: Absolutely. You will be miserable if you hate the people you're playing with. And that there is no question of No matter what game you're that. playing. Yep. And... You need to ask other questions like, when does the group break for food? This doesn't sound like it matters, but Tom and I have actually had this conflict with a player who was mad that we did not break early enough for food. And at some point I had to tell a 24 year old man, listen, dude. We're not breaking for food an hour into the game you need to get a snack when you come into the game um a lot of those sorts of things if that's an issue for you if you're bitchy when your blood sugar's low you need to i am he is you need it was not thomas though
2: if you You, if you need a smoke break a weed break
0: yeah so tom you've been a little quiet What uh, what question should we ask about the game, which is sort of more the meat of the content? So I'm gonna throw out a
1: fancy two dollar out art house term, and that's gonna be tonal fidelity. Wow. Yeah. So yikes. Uh huh. uh, Yep. And so basically, when we discuss tonal fidelity, we're talking about first of all the tone of the game. And the type of characters we're gonna be playing—is it like a noir game? Ooh, Is it spooky. a uh, wild west shoot 'em up style of game? And you need to know what types of characters are you expected to play. Is it gonna be? Are you gonna be all these weird, wacky Quentin Tarantino style characters? Are you mm-hmm. expected to be more grounded, down to earth? Um, because even, for instance, let's say K a a superhero game. Well, you could be Justice League
0: or the boys
1: or Watchmen. Yeah. Compare the two there. I'm going to play the boys. I'd rather play.
0: They aren't
2: superheroes, though. That's the whole point.
0: I'd rather play Watchmen. No, I want to play the superheroes from the boys. We
1: also need to consider what the actual, you know, setting is. um, And that does go into the, you know, the actual uh, genre um, you know, is it like a space opera setting where you've got a bunch of science fiction fan and some probably some blended fantasy elements? Is it like a Tolkienesque
0: setting? Absolutely. Yep. Um, and you should also be mindful of things like how serious do you want the characters to be? Because if a game is largely satirical and my name is... Bumblefuck balls. it might be funny for a one-shot satire game, but don't make a character like that that you're going to play for a year. You're not going
1: on a quest to destroy the one ring as Bumblefuck balls.
2: Maybe the one cock ring. Once you do know what the game is going to look like, the GM might express this to you in terms of uh, pop culture media. So if you're playing a fantasy game, They might be like, this is like Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. or they might be like, this is like Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. both fantasy, both very different from each other. Yeah. So if you can get an idea of a couple of media properties that the game is like, you can even do a little research on your own. If you're not familiar with them, delve into like, what are some of the tropes? What is the feel of? this type of story that Mm -hmm. we're going to be telling and that can actually prepare prepare you well for uh the first game because you're going to go in knowing a lot more about uh what type of character you're going to play what to expect Mm -hmm. uh, and things like that
0: you ran into a problem with this i called myself on. i gotta call you out your very first game that you ran and i was there you said make mercenaries and so I made a total piece of shit. My kid was like an Adam's family ripoff, sort of neutral, soulless crap character. And we ended up on a heroic quest. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, I wasn't sure what to do because I'm like, oh, do I change my character? And I was like, nah, that's fine. I'm a piece of shit on a heroic quest. And it oftentimes ended up being funny. but i
2: believe a certain magical amulet ended up inside the rectum of the party's donkey (laughs) it absolutely
0: did end up there and the rogue whose magical amulet it was was so upset stylishly upset but what you run into with that is and i think you know this today um you have to be focused if you're like nope i want you to be heroes be heroes you know you're all good and i was not good i was evil So with that, we're going to kind of uh, draw that to a close. Like I said, check out our episode three, which is going to give you the tips to making your first character. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you can check out our episode one, which is is an introduction to tabletop role-playing games. Thank you for listening to the Helpful NPCs podcast. For more content, check us out at HelpfulNPCs.com. If you have any feedback or requests for topics, you can reach us at info at